So, you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you'd need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. You're still going to miss out on some of the things we think are really important about church, like the people. (laughs) Uh, Intergenerational community, young people, old people, uh, children doing adorable things. Uh, Support and encouragement that comes along with that, and the challenge that comes along with people who disagree with you. Inspiring music. We won't be able to give you any of the snacks and treats that we enjoy, or the bread and the juice mm-hmm. as we share communion, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we are United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts, perfect preachers, or homiletical harbingers. We are average pastors, helping our congregations think through life's big questions each week. We started the podcast so anybody who can't be with us on a Sunday morning, whether they're away from home or they're busy, they've got something else going on, they're traveling or they've moved away, or maybe even just sleeping in, uh, everybody can keep up with the ideas that are floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on a Sunday. And so whatever day it is when you, it is when you get to listen to this, we, we invite you to listen and receive it with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, we encourage you to keep your mind open, which means that we assume from time to time you may not agree with us completely. That's okay. Uh, We encourage you to question, to disagree, to figure out what you think, to have a conversation about it with people that you trust and love. Our sincere hope is that in the midst of that, you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life, and particularly as you consider this. So Chris, we continue in Mark. Yeah, yeah. And Mark is sort of laying out all these stories. We had the parables last week. And now we move to a scene where Jesus is walking through the crowd um, and people are demanding things of him and healings occur, mm-hmm. basically. So this is the story of, of, a, of a father wanting healing for his child mm-hmm. and the story of um, the woman who's been bleeding for 12 years and her healing. Mm-hmm. Right. But I want to start with a story. Okay. And I got this story from a friend, Reverend Dr. Delmer Ch- Chilton, who tells the story about how he was the guest preacher for a friend's consecration Sunday. Okay. And consecration Sunday is? And consecration Sunday is like at the end of um, stewardship, campaign. stewardship campaigns where you bring your pledge card. And usually there's like, you know, a, a motion, a, a, some sort of um, ritual of, of making your commitment. And mm-hmm. they, it was this text Delmer said, well, I can't preach on this text without doing an anointing. Okay. Right? So so his friend was like, okay, so we'll add that to the service, right? Yeah. You know, as pastors, when we we know that every time you add something to the service. You get it 10 minutes longer. Right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to add something, right? And so you have to sort of adjust and, and go with that. But anyway, so both services had communion and this this commitment cards and then this healing ritual. and But it was like really well received and everybody did it, right? And you think, okay, that's great. And Delmer was like, okay, that's the end of the story, right? But then a couple weeks later, he gets a call from the pastor who he was doing at his that church that he was doing at. And he says, I have a story for you. He had gone to see a man who'd been visiting the church for the last couple of weeks, as we do. We can check in with people who are new. And or this visitor said to the, the pastor that um, he'd just gotten out of rehab and had committed to going to church and this church was the closest one to where he was living. And so he'd gone and he'd never been to a Lutheran church before, and but it was close. And, and so he walked over 
And he went to the eight o'clock service and decided to do what everybody else did, which is really yeah. amusing, right? Yeah, do as do as you see other people doing, right? And so he did communion and the commitment card. He didn't have he doesn't have much to commit, but but he put down all do as I can, and uh-huh. he did that. And then he went up for the healing. And he, after service, they went to this person went to coffee hour, and then he got pulled into adult Bible study. And then somebody invited him to come to the dinner that was happening after the second service. So he hung out and waited for that, and then went to the dinner. And and it was almost three o'clock when he got home. Wow. You know how those things go, right? And and the guy says, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, he said, I, I realized that I hadn't wanted a cigarette this whole oh, time. Like wow. I'm a big smoker and I hadn't wanted a cigarette. He said, so he lit up and he tasted, it tasted terrible. He spit it out and he realized in that moment that what he had asked for at his healing was his addictions. And he, told, he said to the pastor, he said, pastor, I didn't mean smoking. I like smoking. <laughs> and so, 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 you know, what, what are we being asked to be healed from? Ah, like you know? what do we think is the fix and what does God think, think is the fix? fix right? yeah. So back to, so, so if we think about our Mark story, we have two people, an older person, a younger person, um, that, and both of their stories remind us that healing takes a variety of forms. And the pathway to healing isn't always clear. And healing may look different than you think. Mm-hmm. And so each of these people in the story approached Jesus, but they did it differently. One comes boldly. Mm-hmm. The father comes saying, come now. I need your help. Yeah. I need your help. And the woman sidles up and and hoping that nobody notices her. Surreptitiously. Yeah, just enough faith left to think. Maybe just maybe I can be healed and touches you know, touches the edge of Jesus's robe, mm-hmm. right? Those are two drastically different ways to ask for healing. Mm-hmm. And both are surprised, both, both, by, both by the healing and by the way that it happens. Yeah. You know, Jarius, who, whose daughter needs to be healed, says, hurry, hurry, go, go, come now. Don't dwaddle with this crowd, right? Like, I'm important, yeah. right? Like, we hear who he is and, and you know, it's important that he goes and, well, and he's a desperate dad with a sick kid. He's a desperate kid, dad you know? with a sick kid. And, and Jesus dwaddles and the news comes. Is dwaddle a word? Well, I Do- like that Doddle? Word. Doddle. Doddles. Doddles. Yes, doddles. <laughs> Sorry. That's how it is here. Okay. Anyway. Um, and, and it's too late. Uh-huh. Right? And yet Jesus still goes and he's not done. You know, he's still, he's not done and he still goes and he doesn't rush and he doesn't perform on this dad's schedule, even even in that desperation. Yeah. He finishes the trip, comforts the mourners, enters the home, and awakens the child. Does he comfort the mourners, or does he laugh at them and tell them to get out? Well, you know. Yeah. You know, something like that, right? Sure. And then we have this woman, the bleeding woman, right, who comes to the center of that town the day, that day with maybe the last bit of energy and hope that she has. Mm. She's, you know, we're told she has no more money we're told she's she suffering is forever suffering forever i mean i think there's a lot of people who can resonate with throwing your money at a medical issue and not seeing any results oh yeah in our current healthcare system and you know in other situations oh yeah <laughs> yeah and tired i mean she's tired right she's tired of being excluded from mm-hmm. community she's tired of being sick she's tired of um, paying for those treatments that never work mm-hmm. right and hopes to remain invisible right like she is so downtrodden and so 
in despair about this situation that she doesn't even want attention. Mm-hmm. Well, and she's not supposed to be there. And she's not supposed to be there. She's like not supposed to be around people. Oh, and she's like, so she's sneaking in. She doesn't want to be a bother. I mean, there's definitely that feeling too in the text. Like, okay, I, don't I don't want to impose. I don't want to impose, right? And she reaches out and touches and healing comes, right? She knows immediately. But this whole thing, she's been trying to do it in silence mm-hmm. and in isolation. And Jesus does not let it be in silence or in isolation. Because mm-hmm. Jesus stops and says, what was that? Who was that? Who touched me? Yeah. And and Jarius's story, you know, Jarius demands a public healing. And yet the healing is private in his case. Yeah. Right? Like they go inside the house. And it's just Jesus and a... And, you know, it's a small, it's a, a couple small of group, people. Yeah. Right. It's not, you know, all not the his morning, whole posse. Yeah. Not the whole posse, not the mourners outside, not, not any of that. Yeah. We're, we're reminded in these stories that we might not be in control of what God does. Mm. In fact, we're not. Or how God works. Or how God works. Right. Like you might want your healing to be like Jesus aims a lightning bolt at your, right. you know, at your yeah, issue you. and it just disappears. And it might be that you need to be in community. Right. And you need to work through it and you need, yeah. You need to talk to people. You need to, yeah. you know, or it could be that you really want something miraculous to show the power of God. And God is saying, I don't need you to be my PR. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. How about you just... How about you just find the gratitude in yourself for this one? Yeah. You know, we might need to be aware of what we need, right? Like, like, like the the opening story, right? Like we ask for something and then are surprised when we get it. We're surprised or when we get something different. Yeah. Each and each of us are like that, right? We're like the woman and Jarius. We're ultimately looking for healing. And there's as many different kinds of healing as there are people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. broken hearts and broken right. limbs and broken lives. Yeah. Spiritual peace or spiritual growth, forgiveness and relief from guilt, peace of mind um, and soul or physical and emotional healing. A sense of direction is a form of healing, a calling, a place to belong, a cause to follow. You know, that's just like the tip of the iceberg. The noise that you hear in the background is my dog who is sleeping and dreaming Aww. and running on hardwood. And Aww. she has also experienced healing recently. She has. She's not perfect. the way that we expected. Not the way we'd hoped. Yeah, right. But, but. Uh, she's home and sleeping so peacefully, except for these dreams that she just chases well, rabbits in all day. I'm so glad she's dreaming. Right. Yeah. Right. And and I think I, the thing I want to like really point out is that we often choose to encounter Jesus on our own terms. Mm. And we think we have the, the inside track or the ability to, to control that, to, to determine how that's going to look or what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. And really, this, these stories of, of this woman and of Jarius and, 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 and our own stories, when we really, when we look at them, we realize that when we experience, experience Jesus, we're not just changed or healed, but we're also challenged and and, and invited into paths we cannot imagine and into mm-hmm. growth we cannot imagine. Or that we've been overlooking. Or we've been overlooking, right? Like that we that we're that that what we see isn't always all of the truth that there is. Yeah. I I've I've been thinking about that phrase all more than we can imagine. Um 
because I think I, I, I have a basic imagination. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some people with some really non-basic imagination. I have a really basic imagination. And so when I hear more than I can imagine, I think, well, that's not hard. Right. But um, but more than I ima- can imagine is like Oz, right? It's like right. an emerald castle and like a right. scarecrow and a tin man and all these things. But it's not... It's not often fantastic just because it's more than we can imagine. Oh, she's wagging her tail in her sleep. Aww. It's often when we say more than we can imagine, it might be that person that sits next to us on the bus every day that we've never talked to. Right. It could be something so small and so familiar that we haven't realized the power that it holds for us. Yeah. To transform our lives. I would in totally some way. agree with that. I would totally agree with that. And it's another part of that, like the healing doesn't come in the way that you expect. Perfect. I walk into churches for the first time as a pastor. Uh, when I know I'm going to be appointed there and I go, now I know it's the people who are not going to come up to me who are the ones who make the church run. Right. <laughs> you know, like I, I know that there are certain kinds of people and it's always the people that you least expect. Mm-hmm. But I'm always surprised that then I think I can pick out the people I least expect. Like, okay, this is going to be the person. This is going to be the person. Yep. And it's not even them. It's the people who are like three, three yards behind them, you know, mm-hmm. and just looking like normal people just doing their thing. Right, that are right. just part of the woodwork that end up being the ones that kind of transform and change a community. And so it's, you know, it's yeah. more than you can imagine might not always mean right. and you're I going think, on a fantastic journey or becoming a missionary right. to Africa or, you know, no, I mean? like, and I think more than yeah, I'm with you that it's more than more than you can imagine is those things that you that it's not even that you can't that it's so fantastic that you can't agree, see it. It's sometimes so ordinary yeah. that you cannot imagine that something you, you like that would be transformative. Would be hidden in there, right? Yeah. So one of the reasons I love having random conversations with people uh-huh. is that sometimes you you walk away and you go, "Oh, that was the thing. That was the thing." But or 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 sometimes you walk away from a conversation and you kind of go, "I wonder if I was on the edge of something, right? Yeah. Like was was God? Why did I why did I stop and have that conversation, right?" Yeah. And I wouldn't imagine when I woke up that morning that that was what was going to happen, right? Like, it's those little things that sometimes pull us out of ourselves and pull us into what God is doing. So that's that's what I... It's the risk of, of learning, of inviting God into the story, of inviting... Um, of, of opening our eyes to see where God is moving and inviting us. And that's that's the powerful thing. That, um, and it might not be what you thought it was going to be, but it'll be good. It'll be good. Well, cool. Well, thanks, Susan. And thanks to you all for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to what we've been talking about, uh, healing and uh, imagination, shoot us an email at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook or at sundaymorningsleepin.com where you'll find the entire archive along with links to the things that we've been talking about. The scripture for this podcast is Mark chapter 5, verses 21 to 43, and there will be a link to that there as well. And the theme music you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. It's a traditional at the end of the worship service and at the end of this podcast to, to receive a blessing or to some uh, some more good words about the topic we've been talking about. But I think my 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 charge, my, my blessing for you is to open your eyes and to open your ears and to open yourselves to the possibility that God might be giving healing in a way to you and to the world that you're a part of and that you might you might just need to pay attention to that god is surprising us all the time and that wonder and awe that comes from those experiences lead us forward. amen, amen.